is in the know for Monday, February 14, the 45th day of 2022. There are 320 days left in the year. This is Valentine's Day. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the news headlines from around the community, county, commonwealth, and the country. Super Bowl 56 is in the books. Plus, uh, Kim Gowen from the Owensboro Health Twin Lakes uh, Medical Center is here to talk heart health. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Nose. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You look like you might have had some good uh, Super Bowl uh, party food yes. yesterday. Mm-hmm. You had a little bit of anything. Was, uh, would, I, would it be the Cobb salad that was your favorite? How did you know? I just guessed. You seem to like it <laughs> exceptionally well. And yeah. uh, I'm going to ask you more about the halftime show. But okay. you did enjoy the halftime show, yes, all the way absolutely. around? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought you might. It was a... It was a good one. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Los Angeles. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Mm. I've been better. <laughs> yeah. Not any better. Is it better this many hours later or is it worse? <laughs> no, it, not at all. It's worse now it's, than it was at stews, game time? It stews even more. Oh, it's, it's like welling inside you. Uh-huh. you. Are you into the shoulda, couldas? Or are you like in the... So there are stages of grief. Are you still in anger? Are you in denial? Are you in like, where are you? Yes. Okay. I'm all just of like, all, all of the emotions are kind of coming together. It's... Really, the the biggest one is just disappointment. Yeah, yeah, of it's course, just disappointment to get to it's that just, point. Uh, and the way it happened, it's just like it's. Yeah, yeah. There's a little controversy. Well, I'm not even saying Peace. that part. I'm more just saying that it was theirs, and it you know the the drive and all of this, and just it's tough. The uh, Rams did rally to win their first Super Bowl in 22 years. Of course, the uh, the last time that the Rams won, they were in St. Louis uh, and defeated the Titans. But they were able to mount a 15-play, 79-yard drive capped by a one-yard touchdown to take a 23-20 win uh, in Super Bowl 56. Which is what I said the final score would be. I just had... You thought it was flipped the other way. Correct. You... you um, it looked like everything was going the Bengals' way. Uh, the Bengals had a hard hard time getting started, but then once they got started, uh, the OBJ leaving the game for the Rams did limit the Rams' offense somewhat. But when it came down to that one drive, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford just basically said, we'll put this on our backs, and they were able to go in and score points, which they had to do. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you got to give those two a lot of credit because they almost single-handedly were able to run that 15-play drive. Were you uh, – and then where were you as far as the play calling on the final Bengals series? I, I thought they were going to pull it out. I thought I, I thought this is going to overtime. They're going to get – you know, they're going to get down the field. McPherson's going to kick a, a game-tying field goal. We're going to get free Super Bowl uh, football. And- in, in that moment, it's so hard to even, like – if you're a, a you know a fan of that team it's hard to even process like what's happening kind yeah. of thing cuz it's just like it, you know everything you know uh, older Bengal fans have had those super bowl moments and it's like for for fans that are younger than the age of 30 that's the first time and i mean it, it's just like all of the years of emotion are going into that you know one minute drive and it's really hard to even describe what was going through it and i mean i know people are upset and i mean Third down and one. Uh, I thought it was a little bit of a bad spot, too. I thought he got about a half a yard more. Uh, but, you know, Burrow was was hobbled a little bit. Uh, the last play, you know, you knew that they were going to bring everybody. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can say ifs, 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 ifs. But, you know what? All... I was thinking how many. There were several, uh, what, seven sacks? Something like Eight that. Eight sacks. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, so you, you read that number, and uh, people always like to just throw that because, you know, the, the storyline all year has been the Bengals' offensive line, which, don't get me wrong, not good. But some of those sacks Burrow just laid down. Yeah. You know, just because that's to, what he's taught to, taught by the to way, do. By the way, that offensive line got them to the Super Bowl. Correct. So. And it's just kind of like people <laughs> just love to, to use that because the, mm-hmm. it was it's all the storyline and all of this, but it's just – what, what, a lot of those were just laying down. What did you make of the Vernon Hargraves? Um, He's an idiot. Yeah, cause uh, well, I don't. He, he, I don't really know. He, he, he that wanted that, to celebrate. I don't really know that that had any <laughs> any impact whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's put the ball at the ten instead of the twenty. Um, you don't. You don't know what would have happened. They punted. Correct. They might have punted if it was at the twenty. But it was one of those. You, the excitement had been captured. You know, you could mm-hmm. just tell momentum was swinging the other way. And Sam, I know you feel bad this morning, but you could be Mattress Mac, who lost nine and a half million dollars on the game in his twenty twenty two Super Bowl bet. I, so. I think it's safe to say I'm probably probably more heartbroken than than Mattress Mac. <laughs> yeah, well, Mattress Mac deals in big numbers, so he he Correct. knows what he's doing when it comes to betting. And by the way, for those of you who are saying, "Oh, poor Mattress Mac." Well, basically, it was a hedge bet. He sold all this furniture based upon the premise that if the Bengals uh, won, then that people people didn't have to pay for their furniture. But if the Bengals lost, they had to pay for their furniture, which means he gets the money from the furniture that he lost on the. Uh, I I would imagine he, he also got way more pub. He way, got may, way more value for his nine and a half million dollars than those who spent. Six and a half million dollars for thirty seconds of our attention last uh, last evening. So, uh, nonetheless, so mattress Mac, uh, I don't I don't really feel sorry for him, but that's a big number to lose I know on I <laughs> on one single game. A cold Valentine's Day ahead for us. There's by the way more Super Bowl stuff later. We'll get into the halftime show and some of the commercials and the memes, etc. Uh, nice jump into the fifties tomorrow, sixties on Wednesday, and then Thursday is going to be sort of an odd day. Uh, could be some thunderstorms on Thursday, but <clears throat> sort of unsure because uh, we'll see the winds get up on Wednesday afternoon. 
maybe some 40-mile-per-hour gusts. And not sure if the winds will move through before the day on Thursday, uh, which will get warm. You get a little heat in the atmosphere, and you can get a pop-up, you know, thunder shower here or there. But for right now, we're seeing a high of 38 today, so we won't get out of the 30s today. 27 tonight, so thankfully not back down into the teens. And then tomorrow, mostly sunny and 56, and then on into the future, you know, mid-60s on Wednesday. And then this gradual President's Day looks nice. Uh, get some rain uh, middle of next week is what we're looking at right now. February 16th seems to be, that's two days from now, day after tomorrow, seems to be the day that's magically, that somehow the United States intelligence agencies think that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is going to occur. 130,000 Russian troops are now staged outside Ukraine. And there was another uh, phone call between the President of the United States and Vladimir Putin over the weekend. I think it was about an hour call. It was very direct, I think, uh, by both sides. But there was no change in stance or policy and outcome. And so what you've got is what you've got. I did see the President was asked, I don't know if it was part of that Lester Holt interview that he did before the Super Bowl, I kind of tuned out whenever that started happening but i did see a clip where um i think he was asked if there will be americans in the ukraine fighting and he said that's a world war and he said i don't have any intentions of being part of a part of a world war with russia and it's probably what russia wants actually um so i don't know i don't know the i also heard at the top of the hour say why why have you not enacted the sanctions that you threat that you're threatening against uh russia well you you don't want to play into their hands if you go ahead and if you go ahead and implement the sanctions then they have no reason to stop what they're doing presently they've not moved across the border they've amassed this this troops they're trying to get i don't know if it's saber rattling or what it is but you you don't want to go ahead and launch the you don't want to go ahead with your bite you know you're right now you can just bark if you go ahead and bite well big big trouble. So anyway, um, closer to home, a Kentucky judge said he's likely to rule fairly quickly on motions pending in a lawsuit by Democrats to block Republican-drawn congressional and state House districts. Attorneys for the Democrats argue the new state house map splits counties too many times. The House and congressional district maps, they said, are examples of extreme partisan gerrymandering in violation of Kentucky's constitution. They asked that the new maps be temporarily blocked. One of the things they want to do is go back to the 2013 maps that were approved, um, but I'm not sure that's going to fly either with uh, Franklin Circuit Judge Thomas Wingate. He offered a glimpse into arguments in the case. Uh, most in the courtroom appeared to agree the challenge would end up in Kentucky Supreme Court. That's what I don't, and that's where it's really going to have to go because I don't see, you can disagree with the maps, and the maps do look odd to me, and I'm you know, not in the room where it happened when they were all split up. But it does look a little like, well, wait a minute, well, this doesn't seem... I don't seem, know that it looks a little like that. This, I think it this, looks a lot like this that. This doesn't seem practical. Fulton but, to Frankfurt? But then there's a matter of when it looks practical, when it doesn't look practical, we can agree on that. But you also have to have legal standing or a legal basis to overturn it. And that's really where, that's really where like it or don't, I think they're going to have our time finding the legal standing to overturn it. It's not just a matter of them wanting to overturn it, probably uh, depending upon who you ask, they would want to, but do they have a, a bona fide legal reason for doing so? And that's what the, remains to be seen if they will be able to suss out one of those. 
The Kentucky House passed a bill Friday that raises pay for Kentucky State Police Troopers and Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Officers. The proposal, which had bipartisan support, would increase the starting pay from the current $40,800 a year to $55,800 a year. It now heads over to the Senate. The legislation would also provide for a 10% pay increase for those at or above the rank of sergeant, a $15,000 pay increase for state troopers and commercial vehicle enforcement officers who are below the rank of sergeant. KSP, still, I just shake my head whenever I see this. The Kentucky State Police ranks 74th among law enforcement agencies in the Bluegrass State for starting pay. You're you're not, there are 73 law enforcement agencies that have a better starting wage mm-hmm. than the Kentucky State Police. And so it's hard to, hard to compete. No wonder they're short, uh, the number of troopers that they need for, uh, for the duties that they have. More community, more Kentucky communities have been awarded funding to improve aging water and wastewater systems. Hardin County will receive $4 million for the state's cleaner water program the projects include uh, building a new water storage tank upgrading a sewer treatment plant and replacing old water lines so four million dollars out of beijing uh, aaron jackson has never viewed herself as some sort of trailblazer but she is aaron jackson became uh, she's a 29 year old from ocala florida it's one thing to say Okay, you got a speed skater, speed ice skater from Ocala, Florida, but she's African American, which, you know, that uh, ethnic group is completely underrepresented, especially in skating in the Olympics broadly, but uh, in specifically skating. But she'll forever be known now as the first black woman to win a speed skating medal at the Winter Olympics and a gold one at that, not just any old medal. But a gold medal, and she almost she she almost didn't make the team because of a stumble. One of her teammates gave her her spot on the team because she knew that she deserved it, and then turns out that that teammate also got to go because the Olympics granted each team an additional spot. So it worked out well for everyone, including America, who uh, gets the uh, gold medal in that. So really, really happy to see that for her. And for the U.S. speed skating team, another big day in Rupp Arena on Saturday. The Cats got on Florida early and then kind of coasted through the middle part of the game. But Oscar Schwebe had another big day. Shebe had another big day. 27 points, 19 rebounds as the number five Kentucky Wildcats won 78-57. And um, it was... Uh, Kellen Grady had some big threes. It was really, it was really fun to watch. Friday night, not so good as the uh, Whitesville teams came to Cougar Gym. Sam, um, yeah. Late, Lady Cougars fought like crazy. Had a good comeback. Just came up a little bit short. Thirty-nine uh, twenty-nine, I think, was the final score. And that game was was closer than the, than the score does say. And the Cougar boys uh, got off to a great start, and then Whitesville Trinity came out and smacked them right back in the mouth and got up by, I think, uh, 15, 16 points in the second half. The Cougars got it to within two late in the game, had a half-court shot at the buzzer to tie, but didn't. So now it comes down to a game tonight in Whitesville between Edmondson County and Whitesville Trinity on what happens for district standings. 
If Whitesville Trinity wins, there'll be a coin flip to decide who gets the third seed between Grayson County and Edmondson County. Mm-hmm. So it'd be the third seed would play Whitesville Trinity. The fourth seed would play Butler County. And if Edmondson County wins, then Grayson is the fourth seed playing Butler County. I saw, I think I saw that we tweeted something out like a ifs, ifs mm-hmm. and ifs and buts and ands mm-hmm. and all that. Where's the whiteboard where you worked all that out? I didn't know we had a whiteboard that big that you could draw all that on. And piece of paper, yeah. Just a piece of paper is what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it looked like it had some high-level whiteboarding going on somewhere and, you know, flow charts and lines I, and I, lots yeah. of algebraic brackets and things. I had to get out my abacus for it. Very good. This headline surprised me. It was a very unfortunate uh, timing that the United States suspended Mexican avocado imports on Super Bowl Eve. Well, the good news is all the avocados that you had yesterday were already in the country, so it's future avocado incidents that might be. But I didn't realize there's something to do with cartel and control and all that. But anyway, it's odd to hear no avocados imported currently till further notice from Mexico. But the reason that it stood out to me is just last night I was slicing open a couple of avocados, and Alea came through and she said, What's that? And so I said, it's an avocado. She said, where do they come from? I said, from trees. <laughs> she said, but where are the trees? I said, they're from Mexico. Well, anyway, I sliced one open, and she saw the pit in one, which she acted like she had never seen before. She said, what's that? I said, well, that's the seed that you can make another avocado from. And she, you know, to see a seed that large, she mm-hmm. was really I thought you were going to sing amazed. the jingle to her. I might have. <clears throat> I might have sung it to her. And then this warmed my heart today. Hundreds of cards are being delivered to a nursing home uh, right before Valentine's Day. In fact, they're being delivered today. Nearly a dozen in-home daycares teamed up to bring smiles to the faces of nursing home residents in Lincoln, Nebraska with Valentine's Day cards made by kids. So what they did was they took... um, they just took the kids and they said, make, make Valentine's, and they gave them to the individuals, and they're dropping them off at the, uh, day, at the uh, nursing homes so that uh, residents That's of the good. nursing home like aren't that. so uh, lonely and on uh, Valentine's Day. That's wonderful. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. going to talk heart health with uh, uh, Kim Gowen from the uh, Owensboro Health uh, Twin Lakes System. Hang around. That's coming up here on In the Know. Today is Valentine's Day. That comes as no surprise to you. It is also call-in single day today. A lot of people don't want to see all that uh, Valentine's love. They'll say, I'm staying home today. It's also Library Lovers Day. And it's also the day we say good morning and welcome to Kim Gowen from the um, Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical System. More specifically, I think home base Kim is in Big Clifty for you? Yes, it yeah. is. Good morning. Uh, Big Clifty, you got a good team of people that are, that are working? Fantastic team. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're here. Um, I know you, you're family medicine, kind of taking care of broadly of things that ail people in general there in the Big Clifty community. I see, you know, you studied at Eastern Kentucky. You studied other, maybe University of Kentucky. What's your background? Where are you from? So I grew up here in Clarkson um, and then went to the University of Kentucky for my undergraduate degree. And... Stayed away for about 20 years, and in that time started my nurse practitioner program. Um, came back here, finished my program, and have worked at Twin Lakes since. 
Well, now Owensboro Health. Well, sure, of course, yeah. You, so the building hasn't changed. You know, it's still <laughs> right. still the same team, still hard, same hardworking people. I, I get it. Um, when uh, Dr. Meredith was here last week, we sort of had uh, we kind of talked generally the virtues of Heart Month and heart disease and the impact. And I, when I think of the heart, Kim, I think of it like the engine of the car, and it's the power plant that provides the horsepower to do everything that we need our bodies to do. Right. And if you hear a car coming down the road that has a poorly tuned engine, you know it. And then you also, when you hear a car coming down the road that has a a well-tuned engine, you also know that. Is that a good analogy for the heart? Um, It can be, yes. There are definitely signs and symptoms that you look out for. And when you see somebody that's struggling to breathe when they are, you know, walking down the sidewalk, uh, somebody that has trouble walking from their house to their mailbox, um, those are definitely warning signs. But the problem with heart disease is that it can be the silent killer. And so you need to um, watch out for things that you need to see your medical provider for to know how your heart is doing. Sure. Um, I also noticed, uh, and we've got some broad statistics that we can talk about, but I know one of the reasons that you're here specifically is to really talk about how vulnerable women are to heart disease. And women as a, as a group, to me, I always notice there's always thing, whether it's breast cancer or, or whether it's just general health. I mean, they're, and, and women are so overcommitted and they're taking care of so many things that oftentimes the heart gets maybe uh, less attention or we worry about it less than some of the other things. And that really is an extremely dangerous proposition. It is. Um, Heart disease is actually the number one killer of women in the United States. And we are always, you know, making sure we're up to date on our mammograms and our pap smears. um, And lots of times we don't think about our heart health. And, is how important is it that we have uh, routine checkups? Is that the uh, one thing Dr. Meredith said last week is he said oftentimes with heart disease about it being that silent killer is most of the time it's too late until you realize what has happened. And you're real by the time you realize it, oftentimes you're in a very precarious position. So does that really underline and stress the importance of routine checkups? It does, for sure, um, because we start building cholesterol as teenagers. So by the time, you know, we think about getting start getting our primary care checks in our 40s, it's kind of you're past that window of opportunity. You should be having your cholesterol checked about once every five years, starting at age 20. Um, wow. And when you go to get your cholesterol checked, then, of course, you're going to get your blood pressure checked and Hopefully you're going to get a check on your blood sugar and, you know, you start watching out for diabetes and you start to learn the numbers that can greatly impact your heart health, being your cholesterol, your blood pressure, um, your glucose and your hemoglobin A1C. Is it as simple as, and, and I, you know, we try and be practical and logical about things when appealing to them. I saw a diagram this morning that was pretty interesting about just, and you touched on plaque. Is, is heart disease just the buildup of plaque 
over an elongated period of time that restricts that cardiopulmonary activity? Yeah, that's actually a pretty good um, explanation of it. And that plaque starts building, you know, in our teens and our 20s. And then over time, as we have diets that aren't real healthy, we eat too much sugar, we eat too much fat, um, smoking and the nicotine in the cigarettes actually um, injures your blood pressure or injures your blood vessels, sorry, and helps that cholesterol and those other chemicals stick in your vessels. And okay. that's exactly what causes the heart disease. Then we hear a lot about a lot of people, especially in maybe their late 50s or their early 60s, and they have bypass surgery, if you will, or emergency bypass surgery. What is is that just, is that a, um, to use a football analogy, is that a Hail Mary of sorts to be able to go in and try and remedy some of that plaque that has been built up? Is that what bypass surgery is? Well, bypass surgery has come a long way. It used to, yes, be a Hail Mary. Um, but now it, you can live a very full good life after bypass surgery. But if you get to the that point, yeah, we've kind of missed the mark. Gotcha. Um because that means you have so many arteries or um, like your left main artery, your widow maker. It means that you have too many arteries or that artery is blocked. And so they we can't do anything except try to bypass those arteries. I have heard especially and, and, and I know I know we were talking specifically about women and and some of this information is, is more broad for both genders. But I've heard a lot of men later uh, at a certain age where they could walk a mile without being winded, no problem, on flat surface. But they go to climb one flight of stairs and suddenly they get some type of respiratory change or cardiopulmonary change. Does it, is it misleading? Do we just say, oh, I could walk a mile, no problem? Are there, is, that, is that fooling us a little bit into just be, do we think we're healthy just because we can walk a mile? Um, it can be, yes, you know, making sure you get your heart rate up 30 minutes, five times a week or 150 minutes of exercise a week, uh, is very important. That's what's recommended by the American Heart Association, uh, to keep your heart healthy and where it needs to be. But lots of people, if you walk that mile at a very leisurely pace and never get your heart rate up, then you don't actually – you can't get a good measure of your heart health. Yeah, makes um, sense. You need to make sure that you're going and getting your numbers checked. So the medical community seems to be pretty consistent these days. Uh, Dr. Meredith mentioned it last week. I've heard other providers say it. Sitting is the new smoking. Yes, absolutely. And so that sedentary lifestyle – I know uh, a lot of people during the pandemic, they realized – when they were isolated, they said, hey, wait, uh, I'm going to be sitting a lot. I've got to find some other opportunities to be able to get healthy and get exercise. And there were some people that invested in those standing desks. Yeah. And then they would say, well, this is great. But then they'd find themselves laying in bed all the time because <laughs> it was more comfortable. But that we we think it's a, I just want to sit down for a minute. I'll just sit here for a minute or I'll sit at my desk or I'm going to sit over here and do some work. That sitting adds up over a period of time, and it can get us in the end. Yeah. Our bodies were not made to sit. They were made to move. Um, And just making making sure that you're getting that 30 minutes 
five days a week. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You can walk, uh, riding a bike, gardening, getting out and playing with your kids, anything that gets you up and going. Every patient, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. Well, we have the conversation. And interesting about the diet, and we'll kind of talk about some of the, the, the detectors or uh, er, early intervention and action. Uh, diet and exercise, but also the diet can be a fooler sometime because if you say, well, I eat healthy choice meals uh, once a day for dinner. I have a healthy choice meal every day. Well, that's good. But have you looked at the preservatives in that healthy choice meal? There's a reason that they were able to freeze it and it be good when it arrives to you after you put it in the microwave. So it's just not a matter of eating low calories. You've got to cut down on preservatives. You need to have a balanced diet. It's not just as simple as saying, well, I'm going to starve myself. That's exactly correct. Um, You have to watch for hidden sodium, especially in the... Frozen foods and canned foods are really bad with um, sodium. Um, Cutting carbohydrates and sugar. Um, Sugar is, we're finding out more and more just how bad sugar is for us. Um, Anytime you have the choice of choosing fresh, go with that. Fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables, you can never go wrong with that. There was some some trick that they took to make its, its life elongated to be able to preserve it and it's not a natural process exactly (laughs) now frozen you can get away with um i know lots of people have noticed the cost of our groceries going up Mm -hmm. um frozen you can read the labels and you can often find things that are just very fresh fruits and vegetables that are frozen that's the best option i would definitely choose canned as a second option to frozen so when we're talking about a balance between proactivity and reactivity, on the proactivity side, you've just, you've just uh, educated us or reinforced diet and exercise. On the reactive side, if we find out, like, I've been doing the, the poor diet and the t- poor exercise for too long, what, should, what are my options to be reactive to a situation and, and maybe save myself? Sure. First, you want to, I'm going to say it again, see your health care provider and get your numbers checked. Find out where your blood pressure, where your cholesterol, where your blood sugar is, and make sure that you're healthy to go ahead and start that diet and exercise, well, the exercise program. Um, your diet, just start with small steps. You know, say, okay, today I'm going to make my breakfast healthy and I'm going to have, I'm going to focus on fruits and vegetables for that. And... Um, after you've worked on that for a little while, then you can work in other fresh fruits and vegetables, cut out the potato chips or um, cut out the candy, cut out the chocolate, chocolate. on Valentine's on Day. Valentine's <laughs> Day, yeah, you're here to throw shade at chocolate. Goodness gracious. But just you know, one at a time. Small, healthy changes will make a difference over time. I think one of the things, I the, the way I labeled it last week was walk as much as you can today and then tomorrow walk more. Absolutely. And the day after that, walk a little more. And the next time you notice, you'll be really walking somewhere and at a pace where you might not have expected you might be. Yeah, that's exactly right. Small changes. You cannot go out and run a marathon on day one. 
It's huh. not going to work out. For yeah, me. I guess I had to reschedule the rest of my week. <laughs> I had that. I had that planned. Uh, if you've, if a person has been leaned in here to the interview over the last few minutes, and they say, "I need a new home for my health care," how do we reach out to you in Big Clifty there and start to talk to you about our health? Sure, um, you can call our clinic at two seven zero two four two. 2000 and we're taking new patients and would love to have you hey thanks for stopping by on this valentine's day day after super bowl but uh talking about something very important kim it's good to see you as always thanks for coming thank you have a good day thanks that kim going from the owensboro health twin lakes medical system the big lifty clinic got to get to a break we'll come back got more on the way here on in the know Did you know, in addition to being the unofficial patron saint of love, St. Valentine is also the patron saint of beekeepers. Oh, okay. So that was an odd combination. St. Valentine, the patron saint of beekeepers. Okay. So I guess we got uh, a lot Shout of fans. Shout out That's right. A lot of, uh, a lot of Valentine um, and St. Valentine fans in our area. Uh, the weekend box office, in case you did decide to venture out, Death on the Nile was number one. Uh, Jack Wagon Forever is at number two. Marry Me at three. That's really sad when that Marry Me movie in its debut weekend can't even come out number one. It's got Owen Wilson and J-Lo. And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home at four and Blacklight at number five. Now, let's talk about uh, the entertainment <laughs> of the... Um... So... Sam, you said last week you probably wouldn't pay any attention to the halftime show nor any of the commercials because you would be so focused on what was happening in the game. Correct. Did that bear out to be true? For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. I I, I know I missed a couple of commercials that I saw. There was one, uh, Jim Carrey, I heard, had a commercial with... uh, I don't even a Verizon commercial, maybe Jim Carrey Verizon commercial or something know. that I know that I missed that apparently what I was reading a lot of people had said was the best one. I didn't see any of the game. Uh, I didn't see any of the first half and I didn't see any, many of the commercials in the first half, but I saw from the halftime show on. Uh, but so here's the here's the halftime show. So, were you disappointed, Miss Buckles? No. You're not disappointed at no. all? I thought... At the end, you said, is that it? And well, I thought, oh, no, she had her expectations dialed up too high. I mean, I wanted more of him. Okay. But all right. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. But I've watched it two more times since. All right. Well... Uh, Anna asked me, how long is it? I said, probably just 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot That's a lot to cram into it. And so when you said, is that it? I thought, okay, she's overcooked it. And and so you're disappointed. And I, and I get it. But now remember, it was Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre was the halftime act. And then he brought guests along. Sure. So it was the Dr. Dre show. Then you brought, and that's what you wanted it to be, the Snoop Dogg show of with course. Dr. Dre and all those. So. I thought to, to start 
I thought the audio wasn't great. Like right now. Yeah, it sounds better uh-huh. now. Yes. No. See, I no. thought. I thought. I don't know. I just felt like there's too much crowd noise. There was a lot of crowd noise. And it's I like I just you, think that that takes away from you know the at home experience. I thought so. Taylor asked. She said, "I guess you all were thumping at the Buckles house," <laughs> and I said, "It was. It was cranked." Um, but the thing I thought about it was brilliant. Is that demographically, by adding Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. It brought in. If you didn't like it, you're not in the demographic of the NFL, because Dr. Dre is 55 years old, mm-hmm. and so everybody was younger than him. Mary J. Blige is in her 50s. Snoop is 40. Um, actually, he's 50. Um, Mary J. Blige is in her 50s. Then Eminem is still in his 40s, and you step that on down, that it demographically appealed to the sweet spot of the 40 somethings. And then it brought the kids of today along with Kendrick Lamar. But it was a lot of potatoes. It was kind of almost 15 pounds of potatoes in a 10-pound sack. They they almost lost me on the Kendrick Lamar. I don't know. It just it wasn't one of his songs. And, I mean, I'm, I fully admit I'm not a huge rap fan. And that's not one of the songs that I did know. And then Eminem came in and was like, okay, I'm back in. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he did. I mean, he, there were two songs that I felt like he really could have done. You know, I mean, Till I Collapse probably. Because with, with the whole sports theme, too, and – Lose Yourself, I felt like it hit it. And then I liked when Snoop and Dr. Dre did California Love. Yeah. I was very surprised, though, that there was no, like, Tupac uh, uh, hologram or something. You know, <laughs> that's what people were. Well, maybe this was their opportunity mm-hmm. to bring Tupac back out and to prove that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um well, doesn't he live in Kentucky? Wasn't that the thing with the <laughs> yes. start of the pandemic? Unemployment uh, rate or something? Yeah, registered for registered for unemployment. Um, what else? Oh, the my biggest disappointment. I really needed them to get in those low riders at the end and mm-hmm. ride off. Mm-hmm. When 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 they did not because they had three of them out there, mm-hmm. and I thought that's enough to load up and. People were like, why is 50 Cent hanging upside down? If you've never seen the video, you don't know why he's upside down. Well, but that's I, exactly why. I was surprised to see him because I didn't know he was going to be right? there. He was added <laughs> in. so Because when he came out, I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> but, but I had to go look at the, the list. I was like, was he on here? I, so on Saturday night, I was watching Mike Tirico on the Olympics, and he was in front of SoFi Stadium. And rehearsals for the halftime show were going on. So they rehearsed a bunch. But it made me wonder last night how many times they had to go through this to get all of the vulgar language out of the songs so they could do it at the halftime show. Mm -hmm. You know, because there were a lot of them that they had to be cleaned up a lot in order to do it. But I just, the cars were there and they were a great prop, but shouldn't they drive them away? That's what Ice Cube did at the NASCAR thing last week. He pulled up outside the L.A. Coliseum, and one of those lowriders got in and did his show and then got in it and drove away. So I guess that's why my expectation was set. Sam, were you surprised that McPherson, Shooter McPherson, didn't go to the locker room with his team, and he's the he, your, your amazing kicker for the Bengals? He, he wanted to see the show just like everybody else? I mean, it's not unlike kickers. I, mean, I love it. I think it's awesome. Kickers don't usually – I mean – what game plan do they have to to listen to and changes? Hey, your job is to kick it through the uprights. Like it's not, it's nothing that special. But yeah, it was kind of funny that he was sitting there watching it. I thought Mary J. Blige did a wonderful job. Um, 
I thought Mickey Guyton did a great job with the national anthem. She was really good. I loved the way that they took the NFL seal and they made a stage that was Mm -hmm. exactly the size of the football and the stars that were exactly fit in the logo and laid them over there for her to stand on. I thought that was a brilliant touch. The weirdest part of it all was the rock at the beginning of the game. You didn't like that? I don't know. I just, I like the rock. It just felt like you're trying too hard. You, like the, the they were trying too hard to like. Do we really need the Rock to cut a promo before the Super Bowl? Uh, it's because of NBC. If it if they hadn't been on NBC, yeah. the Rock wouldn't have been at the beginning. But it's because of their Listen, their, it's their partnership. Terrible. Um, it just it just when it, like the teams are on the field. It's time to play football. It's because we don't need to see the Rock get out there and cut a minute and a half promo. It's because they used Michael Buffer during the playoffs. Uh-huh. To do the, let's get ready to rumble. They needed to plus that up, so they went with The Rock. My favorite commercial, Austin Powers. Of all the ones that I've seen so far, there might be some better ones, but I loved. They were able to read, they were able to uh, recreate the Scotty Don't. The the Seth Green, Mike Myers back and forth on the, and he's got a new baby, and I'll name him Baby Me. You know, it was just really good. I, th- I liked I it was the fabulous. the uh, Colin Jost ScarJo with Alexa. That was pretty solid. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. There was another one too. I liked the keeping up with the Jonases and the Jones when uh-huh. you got Leslie Jones, Rashida Jones, Rashida Jones, and Tommy Lee Jones, and they're racing, and then they pull up and they look over there, and it's one of the Jonas brothers. And I thought it was you know it was all right. Uh, Sean White made it back from Beijing. He was at the Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, after ending his Olympic career, he made it back to Los Angeles. Antonio Brown was at the Super Bowl, and they showed him sitting next to Kanye. And I'd really like to pay more attention to Kanye. <laughs> what? 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 I assume what is that's happening? I assume that's Kanye. I mean, it it's reportedly Kanye, but he looks like um, the craziest thing is is Kanye's the most normal one in that picture. <laughs> that's 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 true, and there were already some good memes. Uh, Taylor sent one that only Disney fans will get. Uh, that when Fifty Cent was hanging upside down, someone said they thought that it was like Figment journey into the imagination, where Figment turns his room upside down. Upside down, that's a great idea. <laughs> and so, not many people will get that one. Uh, somebody said it's fitting that Fifty Cent performs after two quarters. Like, yeah, he performs at the halftime. That's good. Uh, when Mary J. Blige fell down, they said that was like the toys on Toy Story when Andy comes. They all fall back and just lay there. That was a, a decent one. And then um, the other thing about one of the memes, if you were on the wrong side of the stadium for the halftime show, oh, you know, the rooms were open to this side, mm-hmm. and so if you were on that side, you Unless got a great show. Top. But if you were on the other side, yeah, you was kind of like, what's going on in this show? So weird. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. We're chasing time. Got to find peace of mind. And MP's point to ponder for today. So, you know, we had another goofball run out on the field during the ball game last night. And so you didn't see it if you were watching on NBC because they have one about every year as of recent. This one was clothed, as I understand. But one of the reasons they don't show it on television is because 
They don't want to give people the attention that they seek. They don't want to give them the fame and the notoriety. But considering that it continues to happen in marquee games because they know the video will not be embargoed and it will find its way online, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, so that's like a release valve or a workaround for people to get the notoriety that they seek for just, doing something so similar. I can't imagine spending – I mean, the cheapest ticket to get in that building was $3,500. Well, I mean, a case could be made. You might have already lost your mind to pay that to get there. So uh, the fact that you run onto the field, that comes as no surprise. <laughs> your decision-making is already <laughs> called into question. Um, so – should there, MB's point to ponder, should there be a new rule that to NFL players that when someone runs onto the field, job number one is just to lay them out? Well, that happened a couple weeks ago. I, I did see, I see that's happening some. Somebody went and got them. That happened in the Bengals game? No. Or, uh, it was, I think, the Bills Chiefs. So, like, but that needs to be. Like, s- just go charging in? Yeah, somebody's needs to get, there's got to be some deterrent to stop people from doing it. Well, there was the one in the Bengals like game where it. the guy came in and took the football from Brett Favre, oh, yeah. a Bengal fan. This has been right. a long time ago. <laughs> and then a security guard laid him out yeah. like uh, on the field. Well, and it, it does get funny when they can, you know, when they can run from the security. You know, it's like, uh, you can't catch me and all that. It is funny, but there's got to be some type of disincentive in order to do that. And I think it should involve some type of bodily injury. Just saying. I don't disagree. There's got to be a reason. Some, some way to discourage people. Stupid does, right? Yep. On uh, television tonight, The Bachelor is on ABC. The Price is Right at night on CBS. And the Olympics on... I got to see Monobob last night. And the uh, Americans uh, won gold, gold and silver in Monobob. Tonight's the women's aerials final, uh, final in freestyle skiing. I think also men's and women's downhill skiing tonight. Men's curling, men's hockey also tonight, if you're so inclined. Yeah, I think I'll pass on those. But now that football season is over, Sam, you, you well, don't want okay. to. You got the Cats tomorrow. They don't play till tomorrow at Tennessee. Um, I bet Ty Ty plays tomorrow night. What do you bet? Yeah, I don't think he'll play tomorrow night, but I think he'll miss at least one game. You think so? Today's highlight in history, unfortunately, this is the four-year anniversary of the tragedy at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School at Fort Lauderdale. In 1876, inventors Alexander Graham Bell and Elisha Gray applied separately for patents related to the telephone. In 1912, Arizona became the 48th state of the Union. In 1967, Aretha Franklin recorded Otis Redding's Respect. Became a famous hit for her. Birthdays today, New York City, former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg is 80. Pat O'Brien, the TV personality, is 74 today. And Drew Bledsoe is 50. Saw him on NBC's coverage last night. Uh, Drew Brees. That's Drew Brees. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Bledsoe. No, Bledsoe is the one who took over. uh, Brady took over. Sure. Uh, Did you think that Brees did a good job on coverage? I mean, he's he's fine. You, I, I didn't get to see him do the game he did color on because that was the Bengals Raiders playoff game that I was at. So I really didn't get to get gotcha. to. Watch I think that, he so. probably has a future in television uh, if he wants it. Today's high. Uh, today's gone but not forgotten. George Ferris, inventor of the Ferris wheel, born this date in 1859. 
Hugh Downs in 1921. Florence Henderson, 1934. Fellow Kentuckian. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1957. I said we were going to go to 1957. Elvis Presley. You'd have never guessed that, I'm sure. No, never. (laughs) Too much, the name of the song from 57. How do you feel about that Elvis song, Sam? You you like Elvis? I like, I mean, you like that song. You can sing. I mean, it's fine. It's not my, it's no uh, Jailhouse Rock or. 1966. Petula Clark. My love. Okay. Trying to come up with the more romantic chart toppers for today when possible. Uh, let's go to 1975. The Ohio Players. If you listen to the verses, you might um, maybe revise but. your thinking. 1984, Cool and the Gang, number one, with Joe Anna. How bad have you wanted a guest co-host for jo- named Joanna? Not bad enough to seek one out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know any? Sure, I know some Joannas. You could get uh, in Joanna Gaines, isn't that right? Chip Gaines? Get her. I would be happy to work with Joanna once. Joanna Gaines. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, 1993. By the way, I I like Chip, but I don't know how long I could... I like He would either be my best friend for all time, or I'd be really tired of him in five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a ladder. You're going to go tired of him in five minutes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would get on my last nerve. People probably look at her and say, how did you marry him? But then they look at you and say the same thing. So I don't know. <laughs> Steve Holy, number one. Okay. 2002. 20 years ago today, Steve Holy was number one. With you by my side and when I open my eyes. All right. And let's go to 2011. So 11 years ago today, Bruno Mars, number one. Teaching us, guys, that if you're not taking the grenade for her, you're doing it wrong. You want to prove that you're her real Valentine. Or jump in front of a train for Plane, trains, automobiles, whatever. Test some sketchy hamburger. Uh, like, <laughs> right? Admit it. Admit it. I had to test the sketchy hamburger for you over the weekend. (laughs) All right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Happy Valentine's Day to all you lovebirds. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Love is an irresistible desire to be irresistibly desired. Love is an irresistible desire to be irresistibly desired. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy and B, and now you're in the know.